You are tuning into the True North Church Podcast. Our prayer is that you would be inspired and encouraged by today's message. For more information about True North Church, please visit us online at truenorthak.org. Hey, last week we had someone at FCC who watched our Grow Conference and sent us an email back and uh, just said God just transformed his life. Yeah, you may want to know that video is a blessing when you can't always come to something live. And, and so he gets out after 10 years. He gets out in a month and a half. And he says, my first, fa- my first place back is, home, is True North. He says, I, I don't have a family that disowned me. All my friends disowned me. He says, but I'm excited about having a f- new family at True North Church. And so, and isn't that exciting? God's so good, man. Hey, we're in a series. Uh, we're in a series right now. Uh, um, called Your Best Days Are Ahead. And I, I'm an op. Anyone an optimist in here? Anyone a pessimist in here? Raise your hand real high. You know, it's okay. Your life's going to get better. No. Um, uh, you know, there's, uh, I, I joke about this. You know, uh, uh, there's three kinds of people, and I, I'll probably say this every time in this series. There's three kinds of people, those who make it happen, those who let life happen, and those who wake up one day and go, what in the world happened? And I don't know what you are. But I'm convinced there are decisions and choices we can proactively make because I do believe with God our best days are ahead. Uh, But guess what? We pray as if everything depends upon God, but we do our part as if everything depends upon us. There's, a, there's, a, there's an element there. And so um, part, part of that, True North, uh, uh, we, we have our core values in the wall here. Uh, but our, our seventh core value is we're a, a church equipped for equipping people for purpose. We believe every, there's a purpose of God inside of every one of us. And, and for you, um, part of that journey is interacting and connecting with other men and women who are serving Jesus. It's called, it's called discipleship. It's called growth. It's called connecting. The Bible says don't forsake the assembly of yourself, the assembly, the gatherings. But also, the early church had two ways of growth. They had, they had the gathering place in the, te- in the temple, and then they went from house to house. So there was temple worship and house worship. There was both. It wasn't one or the other, and there's debate. Well, uh, there's just house churches what God wants, and uh, they know it's the, it's the church, the assembly. No. Biblically, they went from house to house, and they gathered weekly in the temple. And, and uh, this is the temple. This is the large gathering, the house to house. And I want to encourage you, uh, find a group, join a group. Uh, uh, there's people outside, you know, if you, you know and uh, if, you, if you use your phone on top of this, or go to our app, uh, download a True North app. There's a list of all our groups throughout the week. They start in a couple weeks. I'd love for you to be a part of that. Uh, and we believe that you can grow and will grow um, in all God has for you. Anyone here ever gone to a foreign country? Anybody ever gone to a foreign country? And, uh, and when you get there, um, I was in Calcutta a few years ago. And Calcutta is a unique place. I had been in, you know, I, I, I went to... Um, uh, Kenya, or Kenya, I've been to Uganda, and, and there's areas, you leave the airport in, in uh, Calcutta, I am glad that I had someone taking me and showing me where to eat and where to sleep and, and, and all those things, because there's some, there's just some, there's, it's a different culture, different world. Could you imagine going to a place you've never been before that's another country, another culture, and just thinking like, I'm just going to wing it. I just hope it goes good. I hope the water I drink is good. I can tell you right now, that's not called wisdom. But that's one way you can do it. Just hop off the plane, hop off the car, hop off the boat and go for it. Or you can get a map. 
and look for directions, or nowadays with Yelp, or different things like that, you can kind of get, get some directions, or, or, you know, a map is kind of like a book, or you could actually get a guidebook and read about the city and look at some stuff, but I'll tell you, the best way is if you actually have a personal guide, and uh, uh, two weeks ago, we talked about Moses and how Moses made decisions based upon the values he had for his life, and those values drove him. And, and that was, the, that was the, kind of the, the start of our series here on Your Best Lives Are Now. But we're going to do a couple mini-series within this series. And today I want to start a series on how do we interact with the Holy Spirit who's the guide for our life. Because he's the guide that makes the guidebook come alive because there's maps and directions. So we don't have to wing life and go, well, where's the wind blowing today? Which way should I go? There's plans. God has plans. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. Not, not from the, there's somebody like, oh, great, he's going to talk about the Holy Spirit. How many want to know the Holy Spirit lives inside of us? We are temples of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. And when you came to know Jesus, the Bible says that the Spirit of God bore witnesses within our spirit that were sons of God. So guess what? We, every one of us in here who has a relationship with Jesus has the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And I want to give you an assignment. This week, I, I want you to spend some time. Uh, uh, if, you don't, maybe if, you, if you don't have a Bible reading program, let me give you one today. For the next week, read John chapter 16. We're going to look at that, that, that chapter the next several weeks and look at all the ways the Holy Spirit wants to interact with us. And, 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 and so John chapter 16, it's an incredible chapter. Uh, uh, and I, I, I'm going to read a few verses from that. But before I get to the verses I'm going to read, I want to read a couple of verses I didn't put on the screen. They're not in your worship guide. But in John chapter 16, verse 7, it says this. He said, it's actually best. The disciples are like, oh, should you leave? Are you gonna? He says, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go. And they're like, oh, what's that mean? He says, if I go, it's, he says, if I go, it's actually best for you that I go. In other words, if I go back to heaven, and he goes this, because if I don't, the helper won't come to you. Say helper. That means the Holy Spirit. But if I do, if I go back to heaven, if I go away, he will come because I will send him. So friends, here's the deal. God sent us the Holy Spirit. God, it's a gift from God. He's our God. And he sent him, and it says this, and when he... The spirit of truth. Anyone want truth in their life? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, don't, you don't know what news to believe anymore? Let me just say something. There's no fake news if the Holy Spirit's telling you. Okay? And, and so when the spirit of truth comes, and when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. Say guide you. Guide you. Anyone want guidance? Today I want to start this conversation. I want, I want to talk about what does it look like to have the Holy Spirit as the guide in our life, the personal guide. Because I don't know about you, our world is a culture that's different than what the Bible tells us to live. And I don't know about you, I want to be successful as a Christ follower on earth right now. And I want the Holy Spirit to show me all that he has for me in Fairbanks and North Pole and, and, and the, the life that I have on this planet I want to be used by God in the best way possible. And I think everyone else in here is, would, be, would say the same thing. 
I don't think anyone here is going like, I just hope that I just hope I make heaven. I just hope that life is like, okay. I think you're here today. You got out of bed. You pulled yourself up by the bootstraps. You put a, you, and you drove here at 20 below weather because something inside says, I want to become all God called me to become. So I want to I look at the text that we're going to look at today, and I want to unpack it today. And that's this, in, in, in chapter John chapter 6, 16, verses 14 through 17, it says, Jesus said, the Father will give you another helper. Say helper. See, I, I got married. God gave me my helpmate, but God also gave me the Holy Spirit called a helper. So I have two Holy Spirits. One's the Holy Spirit, one's the Heidi Spirit. <laughs> the helper will be with you forever. That, that helper is the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it does not see him nor know him. But you know him because he lives with you and will be in. Say in. in. He lives with you and in you. So in other words, there is. I don't know. Anyone here have a Garmin or a GPS? Anyone have an iPhone or, or, a, or a Galaxy or something that you could, you, you could trace and give directions? There's, 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 there's something on There's a GPS on the inside of this with coordinates. God put, he didn't put a garment inside of you. He put a God thing inside of you called the Holy Spirit. It's a GPS. And he wants that to be activated. So everywhere you go, that guide is directing you like an inner yelp. Like an inner control system that takes you where he wants to take us. That's, that's the Holy Spirit. It's, it, he's with us and he's in us. So six ways I want to talk today. Six ways the Holy Spirit wants to help us in everyday life. Number one, if you're taking notes. Number one, he wants to help me know what I need to know. He wants to help me know what I need to know. When the spirit of truth comes, it says in John 16, 13, he will lead me into all truth. Say all. All truth. The Holy Spirit's role is to teach us on a daily basis what we need to know. Now, I don't think he cares so much about, uh, about you know, if you're wearing a, you know, a, a skirt or a pair of pants or what color your shoes are. I don't think the Holy Spirit is as actively involved or cares about that stuff. When I say he wants you to know truth, he wants to know how to interact with people. So I'm convinced it's more the, the who than the, the, the do. God's concerned about who we are more than, what, than, than the job we have or things like that. But he wants to lead us and, and he wants, to, he wants to, 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 to help us to know what to, we need to know. He wants us to know that. I, I remember um, my... Uh, my, my daughter, uh, Braxton, she's my oldest, and she's married, and she's um, on staff at, uh, as with the, married to the youth pastor at Nanan at our church and campus down there. And, and when she was four or five years old, she was in a, our, our private Christian school there at the church that we were at. And uh, she, uh, 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 she, she was a great, she never got in trouble. She still doesn't get in trouble. I mean, she's the reason Pastor Matt's son isn't in trouble. She's his Holy Spirit. And Braxton just, she colors inside the lines. And so, but one day, she came home from school with a pink slip, a purple slip, which she got in trouble. She was sassing and talking back to the teacher. And we're like, that's not Braxton. Braxton doesn't do that. And so we talked to her and said, Braxton, I don't know what happened. Maybe you're, you know, but, but don't do that again. If you do that again, you'll get a spanking tomorrow. 
I believe in spankings because the Bible says, he who spares the rod spoils his child. But he who loves his child disciplines him. So I said, Braxton, I, I, I'm going to spank you if you, if, you, if you come home tomorrow with a purple slip. Well, she came home the next day with a purple slip. So I spanked her. And then we said, Braxton, and she cries. And I, and I say, it's going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you, honey, because that's what my dad said to me. <laughs> so I wanted to pass that on and impart it. And actually it does. When you spank a kid, you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good. I would rather not, but I know they need it, right? And so I spank her, and I said, honey, tomorrow if you come home with a purple slip, we're going to have to do a bare-bottom spanking. Mom's going to have to bare-bottom spanking you. He's like, I don't want to. I said, well, then don't get a purple slip, honey. She came back the next day with a purple slip. And by that time, I realized, what is it? It's like, oh, my goodness, she inherited the sinful nature from her mom. <laughs> I knew it. I started praying for her. No, that's not what happened. Okay, she got it for me. And I was, we were praying because we're like, what's going on? This is not our daughter's nature. It's not like my daughter to do this. And so I started thinking, like, what is it? And then I realized <clears throat> that she was sitting on, you know, you know, we had several hundred kids in our youth ministry. And so when we came to church, and sometimes our daughters would come with us. And Braxton's, of course, she's just four or five, so she'd come to church sometimes with us. And, and of course, this girl named Carly would say, hey, come sit on my lap. So she'd come sit on Carly's lap. Well, Carly was a disrespectful young lady toward adults and, you know, eye rolls, attitudes, uh, uh, discipline problems with teachers, discipline, just attitude toward authority. And I realized, oh, my goodness, every time we're at church, Braxton's sitting on her lap. And I, have, I, I believe the spirit reproduces spirit. You hang out with negative people who are caustic, you get negative and caustic. You hang around happy people, and you either want to be around them to be happy or you want to get away from them because you don't want to be happy. Right? And so, and so we said, Braxton, you can't... Ha-. And so in my prayer time, the Lord just said, Carly. And so I, I thought, oh my goodness. And, and so we said, Braxton, you can't hang out with Carly anymore. You can't hang out. You can say hi to her, but you can't sit on her lap anymore. Well, how come? Well, he said, well, we don't think she's a good influence. We're telling her the truth. <laughs> when you tell a five-year-old someone's not a good influence, well, then the very next day at church, Carly says, hey, Braxton, come sit on my lap. Braxton, come and, and Braxton goes, and, and Carly says, why? My mommy and daddy told me I can't. Well, why? My mommy and daddy said, you're a bad influence, and that's why I get spankings. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Braxton never got another purple slip after that. But God led us to truth. And I'm convinced the Holy Spirit wants to lead you into things to know. Why are things going this way? Well, you know, and, and see, so in other words, sometimes the Holy Spirit will guide our, our, our uh, the, the, you'll drive down the road and, and you listen to radio, a song on the radio and go, that's what I needed. The Holy Spirit, he wants to speak to you. The Bible calls this revelation. It's when God reveals something to us that we need to know because he wants to speak to us. How many of you guys believe God still speaks? He does that through his Holy Spirit. He'll reveal what we need to know because he'll lead us into all truth. The, the, the second truth is he wants uh, to help me to get where I need to go. He wants to help me get to where I need to go. The Spirit led Simeon to go to the temple. Now, now this is in regards to Jesus at his birth. 
Simeon was a godly man, spent the last of his life living near and in the temple, worshiping all day long. And one day, he wakes up, and the Spirit of God led him to the temple. And that was the day that he, he, Simeon's prayer was, don't let me die until I see the Messiah. So he's in the temple worshiping this day because the Spirit of God led him to the, to the temple that day. And while he's at the temple, that's when Mary and, and Joseph brought baby Jesus the day of eight, which was a Jewish custom to have him dedicated to the Lord there at the temple. And, and he's there at that time because the Spirit of God led him. Friends, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We, we need to, he needs to lead us where to go. Uh, uh, nine and a half years ago, in other words, we need nudges. We need, we need gospel hunches, Holy Ghost hunches. We need these, we, we need these, 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 these uh, uh, impressions. This, I, I don't know why I have to do, I don't know why I have to walk down this aisle right now, but I feel like God wants me to walk down the aisle. You know, there's times you're at the shopping, there's times, Jesus one day, he's with his disciples and he says, I, I need to go through Samaria. And they're going, uh, Jews don't go through, he says, I need to go through Samaria. And why? Because he goes to a well and he meets a woman. And he has a word for that woman, and that woman comes to know Jesus, and the whole community came out to where the well was and, and, and to meet Jesus, because, and, and revival starts. We, we need to follow the inner nudges to go where the Holy Spirit wants us to go. I, I remember years ago, it would have been nine, nine, uh, nine, nine years ago, um, this March, my, my son was born, and... and uh, um, we adopted him. He's an incredible, a little handsome, a new Eskimo boy um, who looks just like my Mexican kids. Kind of fun that way. Um, but, uh, you know, we adopt him, and I, I didn't think I ever wanted the pastor. I thought, like, I would never want a pastor. I'd be a terrible pastor. And I, just, I, I had this thought, like, I didn't want to ever pastor. I thought I'd be completely bored. And then I started pastoring, and realized, there's no boredom. And, and, but here's what happened is I, I'm, I, I, we adopted our son, and three weeks later, I fl I'm flying to Kenya to preach the National Youth Convention for the Assemblies of God in Kenya. There's several thousand Africans from all over Kenya there, and they're receiving an offering. And they're, these folks are poor. It's a poor country. And these kids, the, the, the work they had to do to even get there, they're, they're setting tents up to sleep outside when it's 100 degrees to come to this youth conference. I mean, it's not like a wealthy place like, let's go rent a nice hotel and eat at, eat at Red Robin and, 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 and Chick-fil-A and all that stuff. No, this is, these are, these are poor, poor folks. And so they're all here. There's thousands there. And they're receiving an offering to, to build a youth training facility. And it was 2 million shillings is what they needed. So I said, What's two, how, how much is that? They said, well, it's about 20,000 American. Now, by the, I'm preaching, and they're saying this, and I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry. Because the job I had before I took this church was I worked for the Summons of God District Office, and my job was to raise missions money for the youth department, and it was something called Speed of Light, and I was raising $40,000 to buy a bus. And I'm going, I'm buying a bus for someone in Belgium for $40,000, and I could, with $20,000, build a facility to train youth pastors for a nation? And I'm in angst. And then I remembered my pastor in Tacoma always said, the best way to change the world is through a missions-giving church. So I'm preaching. I thought, well, I'm going to go home and quit my job and become a pastor of a life-giving, missions-giving church. And I fly home. And two days later, we're driving up the Parks Highway because the Assemblies of God had their, their district yearly gathering here at this church nine years ago. And on the way up, we get to Nanana. And I said, Heidi, I said, I'm done. She said, done? 
like, done with me? I said, oh, no, no, never. <laughs> so I'm done with the job I have. I think we're supposed to pastor. And this church had had four, three pastors in three years. And so we're, we get to Nana, and I said, Lord, I think we're, I said, how do you I think we're supposed to put our name in it, True North Church, or First Assembly at the time? And, and so we just laid a fleece out and said, Lord, if we're supposed to do that, let four people in the week we're up here come up and say, Mark, I think you should put your name in. Well, I, we pulled in the parking lot, and within a half hour, four people came up to us. Within that conference, six or seven people came up, and they all said, don't tell your boss. So I caught my superintendent at the end of the gathering of, of the district office, I said, or district uh, council. I said, I said, Bill, I feel like we're supposed to put our name in here to, to pastor this church. The Holy Spirit kind of started leading you. There, there'll be circumstances where you just begin to kind of have a tugging on your heart and, 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 and circumstances align. And you, that's how the Holy Spirit wants to lead us and guide us. He does it for you. There are times I, I preach something and it comes to, you read my mail today. Thinking like, I didn't read your mail. Yeah, you're preaching only to me and the whole audience. It's like, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will identify something in you. I could preach on a different topic and all you hear is what the Holy Spirit wants you to hear the whole time. Because that's who the Holy Spirit is. He wants to help you get to where you need to go. And last year, this life-giving church gave $460,000 to missions. I'm pretty excited about that. Can't wait till we give a million. The Holy Spirit leads the divine whispers for God's direction. We all need to ask the Holy Spirit, God, would you lead me this week? Lead me in conversations. Tell me where I need to go and conversations need to happen. Last night I was in the hot tub with my son. And we have lots of conversations. I talk about purity. I talk about, I talk about challenges with lust. And someday there's going to be people that try to get you to watch videos on, on YouTube and all this stuff. And then I realized, you know, he looked at his, dad, his grandfather last week who's the shell of a man, the, the tent. And I, I said, Fulton, I, I, you, you saw grandpa last week, right? Yeah. So do you realize that we're all made up of three things, a body, a spirit, and a soul? And grandpa's body was there in that church, but... His soul was in heaven. And his spirit, his breath was gone. But you understand that someday I'll be the same way. I'll just be a shell and you'll be celebrating my life, but I'm not going to be there anymore because I'm going to be in heaven. And I, I use that moment because the Holy Spirit kind of says he might need to understand what he saw last week and how to, how to put a, handlebars on his faith. Are you as a parent asking the Holy Spirit, how do I mentor, raise, disciple, and, and st how, how do I interact with my friends and my co We had someone here first service. He's been working on reaching his neighbor for Jesus for over a year. And his neighbor made a confession of faith last week at Grove Conference, got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and is like, now calling, I read the Bible this week, and this is what it said. It's awesome. He says, that, Mark, it's hard work reaching your neighbors who don't know Jesus. Took me over a year, but a whole lot of God leading, guiding conversations. The, the third way the Holy Spirit wants to help is he wants to help us to say the right things. Oh, anyone here? Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. I got my hand up. I'm probably the only one in here that ever says anything I wished I would not say. God gave me two ears and one mouth, yet I speak sometimes twice as much as I listen. 
I love what it says in Mark. It says, the Holy Spirit led David to say. And then it talks about what he said. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us in our words. Lead us in what to say. Wisdom during conflict to diffuse the situation. They're, 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 and we need God to speak to us. In fact, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit will give us an impression. He'll speak, and, and he'll just kind of nudge us to say this. There's been times I've had people uh, at a table for coffee or my, an appointment in my office, and there'll be just times the Holy Spirit says, ask him about this. And I'm thinking, like, that's weird. So this is how I do it. I say, this might be weird, but I just had a random question that came to my mind. And I'll ask him, and they'll go, no, that's not weird. It's the Holy Spirit. How many believe if God's a living God and he sent his Holy Spirit to help us and his Holy Spirit lives inside of us that he will help us know what to say in difficult circumstances? Do you trust him? I didn't ask if you trusted yourself. I asked you if you trust him. The Holy Spirit. I, I, I love this verse in Matthew chapter 10 where it says this. Do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. In other words, what, what, what Jesus is saying here is there will come times in your life you don't know what to say, but trust that God's going to put words in your mouth that will help in the situation. Now, here's something that lets some of us off the hook, if not all of us. If someone comes to you with a problem that's really, really, really big, that's taken several years to, to, to get there, there's probably nothing you're going to say, and that means it's going to fix their problem anyway. That's why wisdom from the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the Holy Spirit might just say, just listen. Don't say anything. The Holy Spirit might say, let's just pray right now, because this is bigger than me and bigger than you, but we have a God who's bigger than all of us. The Holy Spirit will give you wisdom what to say. Number four, he wants to help me wait for God's perfect timing. And I, I could go on here, uh, uh, but here's the deal. I, I love, I, I've been reading the book of Galatians this month. This year for me, I've taken uh, 12 of the epistles, 12 of the letters. Uh, and I'm reading Galatians in January and Ephesians in in February and Philippians in, in March. I'm just, the, so I read the book over and over and over and over. That's, that's kind of my, how I'm doing my devotions this year. But I love what it says in Galatians chapter 5. It says, we are led by the Spirit to wait in confident hope. We're led by the Spirit to wait. Timing's everything. You know, the people who make the most money as pitchers in the major leagues... It's because they know how to time their pitch. And people who know how to swing, it's when they swing at the right time that they don't, you know, that, that they get home runs. It's, it's the right time to swing. It's the right moment. Well, guess what? We have something more important in life than hitting a ball over a fence. God, we need your timing for conversations. We need your timing. God, we need your perfect. God, we want to be led to wait in confident hope of righteousness through faith. In other words, God, give me wisdom to know the right timing to start a business, the right timing to, to begin a relationship with the opposite sex, the right timing to buy a home, the right timing. And so, so a question, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? And another question, 
Have you talked to the Holy Spirit while you're waiting? Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. I wish I had more time. But number five, he wants to help me resist things I can't normally resist. There are some of you online or in the auditorium today who live with life-controlling patterns and behaviors. And, 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 and I love what Paul says in Galatians. He says this, he's in chapter 5, the sinful nature wants to do evil. There's a part of us inside that wants to do evil, but which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. In other words, the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us is interacting with, a, with the, the fleshly, carnal uh, a nature on the inside, and there's a civil war. And, it says, and the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. There are, there's a civil war on the inside, but the Holy Spirit wants to help you overcome uh, uh, and, and help you have the strength to resist what you couldn't normally resist. And as we launch groups, we have, we have three kinds of groups at True North. We have life groups where you find life. You find relationships. You do life with other people. You pray. You study the Bible together. You study talk. That's life groups. You do life together. And then we have care groups because there are some of you that need care and healing. We have grief share, divorce care, cancer care. Because there's some of you right now wrestling with some things that you need God's wisdom for. If you're walking through a divorce... Sign up for our divorce care group. You're healing. But maybe you're here and you need recovery from addictions, behavioral strongholds. And, and so we have, we have recovery groups. We, we have a curriculum called Living Free because we believe with groups you can find life, you can find healing and you, or care, and you can find freedom. And the Holy Spirit can help you resist the things you couldn't normally see. See what 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 Paul is saying here is, is that the Holy Spirit's power is stronger than your willpower. Well, if I just try harder, no, friends, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to become stronger in you than the other desires you have. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. His, half His word is holy, and the other part spirit. It's not from the earth. It's supernatural. And that supernatural spirit is called to make us holy. We can have it. He's given us everything we need for life and godliness. If you struggle with that, get plugged into a, to, to a recovery group where you can find strength. If you struggle with, with, with grief and, and divorce you're walking through right now and the emotional equilibrium's all off. Find healing through care. It's the Holy Spirit. He wants to help us. And, 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 and lastly, he wants to help me avoid dangers and mistakes. And I don't have time to unpack that. We'll maybe hit on that next week a little bit. But the idea here is, is he wants to help us make the right decisions to avoid. I love this verse, and I'll close with this. It says, I praise the Lord because he advised it. If Heidi and the worship team can come, I praise the Lord because he advises me. Even at night, I feel his leading. 
I can't tell you circumstances, but I can tell you over 25 years of ministry, there's times I just know a decision has to be made, and there's something in me that says we got to do this. In fact, just a few weeks ago, I said, Lord, I prayed about a situation, and within three days, the whole thing resolved. And there was some potential in that situation that could have been very difficult for some folks. But it's amazing how the Holy Spirit can help us avoid. There's just a, that prick in the spirit that says something needs to change. God wants to do that in all of our lives. Be sure to stay in touch by following us on social media so you can stay up to date with all that is happening at True North Church.